0: Hello and welcome to our podcast here at Discovery Point Church. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message inspires you and is the beginning of a life-changing relationship with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Good morning and welcome to Discovery Point Church, man. We, we are so excited that you're here. Uh, it, it means a lot that you would take time out of your day to, to spend with us and, and join us in this online platform and and I hope and I pray that today you're encouraged as we spend time in God's Word and, and that you leave this, this time that you spend here more in love with God, closer to Jesus, and, and just really, really encouraged. And I hope this gives you some strength to just to keep going. And if, if we haven't had the chance to meet yet, my name is Gregory. I am the youth pastor here at Discovery Point Church, and I get the opportunity today to share with you the good news of Jesus, the message of Jesus, something that um, God has has shown me, uh, and, and I'm excited to share it with you. So uh, if we haven't had the chance to meet, it's nice to meet you. I'm glad you're here, and it's an honor for me to get to, get to do this. Before we get into um, the actual message, I wanted to share with you a poem that I read earlier this week, because uh, it just brought me a lot of encouragement, and I, I think it's a great uh, way to get this time started and kind of get us in the right mindset um, and posture ourselves to receive this message today. Um, so I'm going to read it for you. It's, it's titled, My Cup Runneth Over uh, by Margaret Barber. And it's a little old school, so just hang with me. Uh, but this is how it goes. It says, there is always something over when we trust our gracious Lord. Every cup he fills overfloweth, his great rivers all abroad. Nothing narrow, nothing stinted, ever issues from his store. To his own he gives full measure, running over evermore. There is always something over when we, from the Father's hand, take our portion with thanksgiving, praising the path he planned. Satisfaction, full and deepening, fills the soul and lights the eye when the heart has trusted Jesus, all its needs to satisfy. There is always something over when we tell of all his love, Unplumbed depths still lie beneath us. Unscaled heights rise far above. Human lips can never utter all his wondrous tenderness. We can only praise and wonder, and his name forever bless. So that is just unbelievable, and it's really a a fancy and complicated, really cool way just to say that Jesus is enough. You know what I'm saying? Jesus is enough. He's sufficient and deeper than that, he's actually more than enough. He's more than sufficient. Like, our cup runneth over when, when, when he pours into us. And, and I just say that to say, like, whatever you got going on in your life right now, Jesus is enough, and he's the answer. And, and if, if you find yourself today and you're in need of some peace, man, Jesus' peace is more than enough for you. If, if you need some grace, if you need some wisdom, the grace that he gives, the wisdom that he gives is more than enough if you need discernment, if you need guidance, if you need acceptance, if you just need to be reminded that you are loved and that you're enough, you find all of those things in Jesus and and he's got enough for it to go around. And so I just wanted to take a moment and remind you of that and and point you to Jesus this morning uh, and and just remind you that he's got you and that he's enough. Um, So I wanted to start out with that. But now as we turn... um, more specifically to our conversation today, um, we're going to talk about our relationship with God. Our relationship with God. And I understand that relationships are are nuanced and um, can be complicated, not in a bad way, but there's a lot of facets and different parts of relationships. Um, So what I want to present to you today is not relationship advice. Um, What I want to present to you today is just some things that, that we see in scripture some principles that that we can take and apply to our relationship with God. And and to do that, we're going to turn to the book of Psalms, and we're going to read a a psalm that's well-known, Psalm 51. Psalm 51, we're going to read the first uh, 17 verses of this psalm, um, and and then we're going to dive into those. So um, as we see in, in Psalm 51, verse 1, David says, Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love. Because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean of my guilt, purify me of my sin, for I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just, for I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me, but you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. David says in verse 7, purify me of my sins and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You have broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach your ways to rebels and they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O God, who saves, and I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. Verse 16 and 17, which is where we're really gonna spend some time this morning. David says, you do not desire a sacrifice or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. So that is what we're going to be today, and I will just say this from the jump. Psalm 51 is worth a lot more time than we're able to give it today. So when you get done with this throughout the week, man, I just, I just would encourage you to dive into that psalm, pray through it, read through it, and ask God to teach you some more from it, because it uh, it's thick, right? It's thick and rich with uh, a lot of good things in there. Um, but that's what we got today. The title of this message is Broken Hearts broken hearts. Let me pray for us in our time. Jesus, we love you. And we thank you so much for the way that you love us, for your forgiveness, for your grace, for your mercy. We thank you for um, just the fact that you never leave our side. And as we read in in that beautiful poem, you are sufficient and you are enough. God, I pray that you would help us to begin to grasp that and understand that and rely more on that. God, I pray for everybody right now who is watching this this, this video. God, I I pray that that you would touch them with your spirit, that God, whatever is going on in their lives, God, that you would lift the burden from them, That, that you would give them moments of calm to quiet their mind and quiet their heart and be filled with what you have for them today. Lord, I pray for myself that I know I can't do this without you and I'm not gonna try to. So I pray, God, that when words fill me, you would speak, that God, your will would be done here. Because I don't know what we need to hear you do, and I pray that you would, you would work that through me. And God, we just love you, and we praise you, and we thank you in advance for all the amazing things you're going to do. And we ask this in your precious and your holy name. Amen. Amen. Um, so, everybody has had this experience I'm about to describe. And it's, it's kind of an experience that can be kind of awkward, can be kind of weird, but it's the experience of receiving some bad advice. Like, have you ever been there? Like, you ever been in a moment where somebody was trying to be kind, they were trying to be gracious, they were trying to give you a little wisdom and a little insight to help you out, uh, and they, they tried to shed some light for you, but everything they were saying, you were like, uh, bro, that's not it, right? Like, that's not gonna work, work for me. I remember one time when I was engaged, um, I asked uh, an older man who had been married for a really long time, I was like, hey man, give me your best marriage advice. Like, I'm about to enter into this game. You've been in the game for a long time. Like, help a brother out, right? Like, like share some wisdom with me that, that I can use because I want a successful, long marriage. Um, and to be honest with you, I asked that question, and I don't remember at all what the dude told me because the relationship advice was that bad. Like, it was, it was honestly some of the worst advice I'd ever received in my life. And I remember thinking as this dude was talking, like, bro, that would never work for me and and Claire Grace. Like, we don't we don't think like that. We're not wired like that. Like, what you're telling me to do, it it would never work for us. So I like tuned the dude out and just gave him like that. I just kept nodding at him, saying, Yeah, that sounds good. Like, gave him one of those. Don't remember what the dude said, uh, but we've all been there, right? Where where we've received some advice and we're like, Yeah, dude, I I don't think. I don't think that's going to work. And if you really think about it, and I think back to that, that time I had with that guy, the guy did not try to give me bad advice, right? Like he didn't try to set me up to fail. I think the advice he gave me is what worked for him, right? And he genuinely wanted me to, to be successful, wanted my marriage to be successful. So he just shared with me what had been successful for him. But the thing about relationships is, is they're super complicated, right? And, and, and I mentioned that before. Relationships are complicated. Uh, communication styles are different. Dynamics are different. We go through different things. We've seen different things. We were raised differently. And, and, and then you get it to, to love languages and all that stuff. And like relationships can be very complicated. And like I mentioned earlier, as, as we do these things, I want, to, I want to present to you some truths from scripture as opposed to some relational advice. And I want to remind you of that again, because I think that's important. I, I don't want you to, to hear the things we're talking about today and tune me out like I tuned old boy out and, and leave this time not thinking you learned anything. I, I want you to leave this time today excited and, 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 and ready to, to pour into your relationship with God. Um, and, and before we, we, we kind of even get into that, I wanted to take a moment And bring attention to just how cool God is. Because think about this all of us, all these people all over the world who know Jesus, who have been saved, who have entered into a relationship with God, we all have our own personal, unique relationship with Him. Like, you think about that too long, it's gonna give you a headache, right? I mean, it is absolutely incredible. People speaking different languages people raised differently, people growing up differently, people who who like different things and enjoy different things, have different personalities. Like God has a unique relationship with all of us. And that's insane. It's incredible. And obviously there are universal Things that go along with that, right? Like prayer, worship, reading the Bible, communication, being a part of a community. Like there are universal things that that go into our relationship with God, and, and everybody has them. But there's also just kind of, like God knit us together, right? Like He created us. Nobody has the same fingerprint, right? Like we're all different people, and yet God has a personal relationship with all of us. And it, it's amazing to me, and it's amazing to think about how we we all kind of have like our go-to things when we connect with God. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we have these things where if we're feeling off, if we're feeling distant, if we're feeling weird, if we're having a hard time, like we have things that we personally like to go to, to connect with God. Like for some of us, that's worship, right? And worship is like our thing. When When times are weird, when we're feeling weird, when we're feeling distant, when something happened, man, we, we love to worship God. We, we connect with him through through music and through song, through through maybe just your headphones, right? Like maybe you just throw your music on in your headphones and that's how you connect or, or, or you're a part of a community where you can worship together. And like, that's just your thing. Like that's where you connect with God and it's beautiful. Some of y'all like to be out in nature for some reason. And for those of you who live in Arizona, good luck with that over the next few months because it's getting hot up in here. But, but that's your thing, right? Like when you feel like you need to connect with God, you go out and take a walk and you pray, you go for a hike and you just enjoy his creation. Some people like to fish, right? Like there's just so many creative things that that we can use to connect with God and, and get our mind fixed on him. And like, it can be so creative. Like I know for me, some of the sweetest and most precious moments I've ever had with God, some of the best conversations I've ever had with him have just been me and him on a basketball court. And like, I know when I need to get with God, connect with God, I'll grab a ball, go off by myself and just put some shots up. Clear my head, pray, talk to him. And and it's just like, that's the the platform and the arena that that he's given me to connect with him. Like God is so creative. And even deeper than that, you think about how how differently God has reached all of us, right? Like there was a point in our lives where where we learned who Jesus was. and, And we came to that understanding that we are sinners in need of a savior. And we asked him to come into our heart and began this relationship with him. and and nobody has the same story, right? Like, that's unbelievable. Think about all the people through all the different ages who have accepted Jesus and how different each of their stories is. Like, maybe your story is you got saved when you were young, and you heard about Jesus at at VBS or or, or summer camp or or whatever, and and, and you've been following Jesus for a really long time. Maybe some of you got saved at, like, an old-school revival. Uh, Maybe it was a Sunday morning. Maybe your grandparents taught you about Jesus maybe you went through a difficult time a challenging time and, and and a friend came alongside you and 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 you saw something in them you saw the peace that they had you saw the wisdom they were giving you you saw the hope that they have and you're like man what is that about right like we all have different stories God has reached us in so many different ways and that's amazing right like it, it's amazing and there's no limit to that like i got saved at a basketball camp when i was 10 years old like how does that happen? Right? Like that was just such a random thing, but, but that was God's story for me. And, and I want you to see right now, as we're talking about this, that your story matters, right? Your story matters because God is the one who wrote it. And, and because he loves you and, and and he pursued you and and he got a hold of you. And I know so many times, man, we, we, we hear these insane testimonies, right? We hear these insane testimonies, how God changed somebody's life and, and, and flipped somebody's life around and, and, and people, when they tell their testimony, people are crying and people are encouraged and fire up. And we're like, man, God can do anything. And it's, and it's amazing. And, and we should celebrate those amazing things that God does. But, man, a lot of us, we're like, yo, my parents took me to church when I was a kid. I got saved at church camp and I've been doing my thing ever since. Right? And and then all of a sudden we're like, man, my story isn't that cool. It's just kind of normal. Like, your story is not normal. It's not God wrote it and he loves you and and your story is meaningful and it has purpose and it has value. And and I just don't, I don't want you to ever doubt and ever um, not value your story and your testimony because your testimony will impact somebody someday, right? So value that, value your relationship with God. And I just wanted to bring uh, just some attention to how really cool and creative and amazing God is. Uh, I wanted to brag on him for a little bit, but uh, now we can dive into, to Psalm 51. Now that uh, y'all let me talk for a minute and for a minute about that. Um, but when we talk about Psalm 51 and our relationship to God, and and it, it, if you don't know the story and the context of uh, Psalm 51, it, it's the words of of David, of King David, and 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 David was the king of Israel. He was the man after God's own heart right? Uh, the one who took down Goliath, like David was like the man. And, and, and as you read about David's life in the Old Testament, you see that he had some really good times, but he also has some really bad times. And, and, and where we pick up in Psalm 51 is David during one of the lowest moments of his life. And if you don't know the story, these, these, these words of David come after David made a few mistakes. David had an affair with a woman and then had her husband murdered. To try to cover it up. So it was not a it was not a great stretch for our guy David here when, when, when he writes these words but I think it's because of the context of these words because they come at this point in David's life and and, and now we can read the story and, and, and know when he said these words, where he was, that make them so powerful, that make them so meaningful. Because you see David here He's facing his sin, and he's facing his shame. It's staring him in the face. It's weighing on him, and what we see David here is he's in probably the most vulnerable position he's ever been in in his life, and he's been exposed, and he feels bad, and he's done some unthinkable things, and he's vulnerable, and he's ashamed, and he's hurting, and what we see here from David is that in that moment, in one of the lowest moments of his life, David did not shut God out. He did not close off to the world and, 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 and close off to God, what we see from David here is, is he opens up to God and, and he gets honest and he gets real. And, and what he does is he invites God into this mess, right? He invites God into this mess and, and he gets honest. And, and I think that's something that, that you and I need to take away and apply to our relationship with God. And we learn that here in Psalm 51, that, that, that David teaches us the importance of, of honesty with God, and, and and we see that it says in, in verse six, 6 that God actually desires honesty. Like, it straight up says it. God desires honesty, and, and, and it's just, like, God doesn't want us to hide things from him. You know what I'm saying? God doesn't want us to try to keep him out of our mess. He doesn't want us to try to do things on our own. He, he doesn't want us to try to keep secrets from him, which, if you're trying to keep a secret from God, like, good luck. You know what I'm saying? Like he's God and and, and he already knows he created us. He, he knows us better than we know ourselves. God knows the struggles we go through. He knows the mistakes we make. He actually knows them and understands them better than we ourselves do. And David lays it out here like the importance and he teaches us the importance of, of being honest with God. We can be honest with, with, with ourselves here because we as humans, we have this problem where we like to keep things to ourselves, right? Like we, we like to be guarded. We, we have things in our life that we don't want other people to know. And sometimes we can allow that to influence our relationship with God. We, 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 can, we can try to keep things hidden from God. We can try to hide things from God because we've, we've been so accustomed to hiding things from all these other people. But David is like, no, man, that's not how you do it. That's not where this can get better. That's not how this can get better. That's not how you can grow. You got to be honest. You got to be open. God desires us to be honest. But us as humans, man, we have this struggle where, where we don't, where we, we try to hide things from God. And I, I think some of that stems from us having a problem with not even wanting to face things ourselves, right? Like not wanting to admit things to ourselves, not wanting to face and own up to to ourselves of the, of the things we've done or, or the things that we think. And, and it, it comes down to, like, if there's something you have a hard time facing yourself, having a hard time admitting to yourself, you're going to have a hard time admitting that to God, right? You're going to have a hard time opening that up. But what I want you to see and realize today is that those things that, that we cannot face ourselves, those things that we struggle to admit to us, God will heal those things. And, and, and you see God understands and, and God wants to take those things and he wants, wants to change us and, and he wants to help us. Like God does not want us to put up facades, right? He, he doesn't want us to put up a pretense. He, he just, he wants us to be real, right? Like he wants to be a part of our mess. He wants our brokenness. He wants our pain. He, 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 he wants us to come to him just as we are, just as we are. And I just wanted to remind you of that. You don't have to clean yourself up or figure it out to go to God. Like that's not what the gospel is about. The gospel is about Jesus dying for us while we were still sinners, while we were broken, while we were his enemies, right? That's the gospel. That's the good news that God loved us so much that he sent his one and only son that whoever shall believe in him will not perish but have eternal life. Whoever means a bunch of people who are in, who are in a mess, who are messed up, who are broken, who are sinful. Like whoever shall believe in him that's the gospel. That's God. That's, that's how he came to us. And he wants us to come to him as we are, to not be fake, to be real, to be open, to be genuine, and, and allow him to do the things that, that only he can do in our life. And, and you know, it says in, in, in Romans chapter 8, the Bible plainly, plainly tells us that God already knows our hearts. He, always, he always, already knows our hearts. He, he knows what's going on. So when, when, when you fall into trying to trick God, trying to hide things from God, you're, you're, not, trying, you're not really fooling God, right? You're only fooling yourself. And you're fooling yourself, and, and what you're doing is you're, you're putting a blockade that God's grace is, is, is trying to get to you, but, but you're, you're blocking off that grace from getting to you and helping you out in your life. And, and David, we, we just see in, in Psalm 51 that, that getting real and getting honest with God is, is so important because it allows God to come in and allows God to change us and, and it allows us to let go of the things that, that we don't need to be holding on to. But also what it does is, is that honesty, it, it, it puts our heart in the right posture. It, it puts us in the right posture. And, and I want to show you what I mean by that in, in, in verse 16 and 17. This is what David says. He says, you do not desire a sacrifice or I would offer one. You don't want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, which really what David's saying is, is, God wants your heart. He wants your heart in the right posture. He wants your heart in the right posture. He, he, he wants your heart to recognize who he is and who you are and for you to present your heart to him in that way and it to be real and genuine. Really what, what, what we're saying here is, man, you, you can do all the right things. Like you can go to church and you can pray and you can read the Bible and you can serve and you can give and you can say the right things and you can look the heart, but look the part. But if your heart is not in the right place, that other stuff don't matter that much. That other stuff don't matter that much. God does not desire sacrifices. He desires your heart. And once your heart gets right, everything that follows that can glorify him and bring him honor and bring him praise. And, and what we see here is, is, is David's honesty in Psalm 51, put him in the right posture. It put him in the right posture. Like we, we, we see that, that David's, his, his heart was broken, right? His heart was broken because he had sinned against God and he, he understands that. He's honest with himself. He's honest with God and, and he understands that, that his heart is broken and that he needs to repent. And that's the posture that David takes because of his, his situation and his circumstances, and just like David, man, when we face shame, when we face guilt because of our decisions, because of our wrongdoings, man, we got to follow suit in that. We, we, we got to be honest with ourselves and own up to those things and, 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 and repent and be broken and understand that, man, we, God, we sinned against you. And that's what we need to do in these circumstances. But, but, you know, there's, this, this is a principle that rings true no matter what's going on in your life. Like, like you may be here today and, and you may be struggling with sin. You, you may be struggling with shame and guilt and, and you need to take that posture of repentance. You need to take that posture of brokenness, right? You need to be honest with yourself and, and take that posture. But, but maybe you're here today and, and sin and shame isn't what's weighing on you. Maybe it's anxiety, Right? Maybe you're you're just you're filled with anxiety and, and you're worried about the future. Maybe you you see all of these things that you want to be a certain way that you want to control and 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 the exact opposites happening where everything seems out of control, right? And, and you're anxious and you're trying to control these things, but you can And there's a posture that you can take in that if you if you can get honest with God and and just be like God, man, I, I'm worried about this. God, I'm, I'm anxious about this. God, I, I'm trying to control these things, but I can't. I'm, I'm worried about my relationship. I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about my job. I'm worried about my school. God, I, I'm anxious about all these things, and I'm trying to control them, but God, I, it's not going well. If you can face that honesty, what you do is, is you, you place yourself in, in the posture of surrender. And you can say, God, these things are making me anxious, but I'm placing them in your hands. God, this is my posture. This is my heart. God, I am giving this to you to let you work your will out. See, there's a posture for everything. There's a posture for those of us today who are struggling with with self-worth and self-image. And and we have these thoughts in our head, and we listen to society that that, that say, man, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. Nobody could ever love you. You're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. You, You don't make enough money. You're not prepared enough. You don't... And, and all of these things and now all of a sudden we, we, we got these, these, these self-worth issues, right? And, and our self-worth is in the dumps and, and, and what we try to do when that happens is we try to pick it up ourselves, right? And now, and now we're worried about our self-image. Now we're, we're, we're working and we're grinding and we're, we're trying to prove to ourselves and to others, no, 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 I am good enough, right? I, I am pretty enough. I, I am strong enough. I am smart enough. Like I'm gonna be successful. Look how hard I'm working, right? But have you ever noticed that when you work hard to try to prove that you are worth it, when you, ever, when you ever put your own effort into trying to get to that place, you never ever get there, do you? Because it's always something else. There's always somebody that you're like, man, well, maybe I'm not them, so now I gotta work even harder. Or I'm not there yet, so I wanna work even harder. And you're never content, and it's like this, this never-ending cycle of more and more and more. And you see there's a posture for that, right? There's a posture for that, and and that's just falling on your knees and opening up your hands and just allowing God to to love you. Like, to be honest with the things that you think, the things that you're going through, and let God's love come in and heal that. Let your self-worth be found in surrender. Let your self-worth be found in God's love. Maybe that's the posture that you need to take, and maybe maybe you're here right now, and you're listening to this, and you're like, man, life is good for me. Like, This is going well. That's going well. I'm walking with God. I'm learning. I just got a raise. Like life is gravy, right? Like like maybe that's you and it's all good. You need to see that there's a posture for that too. Even in the bad times, in the good times, there's a posture that we need to take. And if life is good for you, man, take that posture of thankfulness. Take that posture of gratitude. Give God the praise he deserves because you need to see, you need to be honest with yourself that yeah, you might have put yourself in the right position to earn those blessings, but it's still God giving you those blessings, right? Those good things, they come from Him. And so you need to have that posture of gratitude, that that, that posture of thankfulness, that, that that praise that goes to Him. You can take that posture. See, there's a, there's a posture that comes out of our honesty. And when we're honest with ourselves and we're honest about the things that's going on, you take the appropriate posture. And what you do when you do that is, one, you, you glorify God and you allow him to do what he wants to do in your life. Like, I, I believe that God has work that he wants to do in all of us. And, and I believe also that he has a work that he wants us to do for him and his kingdom. And, and when you can get real and you can put yourself in the right posture, those things, those things can happen, man. So, so I just, I, I want to ask you that question today. I want to ask you that question. Is your heart in the right place? is your heart in the right place not are you doing the right things not did you read your bible this week not did you pray enough this week not did you listen to to worship music this morning like is your heart in the right place are 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 you being honest with god are, are, are you are you letting god into your mess that's what when we talk about our relationship with God, man, that's what we have to focus on, not our actions. God does not, not desire our sacrifices apart from, from our heart, right? He wants our heart to be in the right place. And, and, and the beautiful thing is, is, man, God does not reject those things, right? Like he does not reject us when, when we come and we're true, when, when we come and we're real a broken, a repentant, a humble, a joyful, a grateful, a thankful, honest heart. God will not reject that. That's actually what he desires from us. Man, don't ever underestimate the power of a broken heart, the power of a heart that that has broken down the facades, uh, the the power of a broken heart that has let go of everything and just wants to, to be held by God, to be held by Jesus. Don't ever underestimate the power of a broken heart. I'm gonna end here with, with just uh, some words from from my homie Charles Spurgeon, because um, he he speaks to this and it and it's so powerful. And this is what he says. He he says there is there is much of religion nowadays that is very superficial. It is all on the surface a very small quantity of gospel paint with just a little bit of varnish of profession, that will go a long way and it'll look very bright. But broken hearts are not like that. With broken hearts, the hymn is a real hymn. The prayer is a real prayer. The hearing of a sermon is honest work. And the preaching of them is the hardest work of all. Spurgeon is saying here, That until your heart is broken, until your heart is real, until your heart is where it needs to be, man, this relationship with God will stay superficial. It'll stay superficial. My friends, he wrote this in 1887. 1887, there is nothing new under the sun, right? Christians, we've been putting on this front for a long time, for a long time. But even back then, Spurgeon knew, man, that... that, That stuff will only get you so far when it comes to a relationship with God. But that broken heart, that real, genuine heart will take you deeper. Man, I believe that that God wants to go as far as you will allow him to. He wants to go as far as you will allow him to, man. He will change your life. He will change your mind. He He will do things in your life and do things for you that you never thought were possible. But the only way that he can do that is if you let him. If you put down the facades, if you put down the fake, if you, if you put down this, 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 this idea that, that you yourself can do it. If you let God do his work, he will do it. And, and, and I know that he's dying to. He's dying to do it. So my friends, don't, don't forget and don't underestimate the power of a broken heart. Pray and ask God to reveal those things to you. Pray and ask Him to help you to be honest because, man, it can be hard sometimes to be honest with God. It it, it can be honest to to face those things, but He will help you to do that. He will give you the courage and the strength to be honest with Him. He will give you the courage and the strength to to open up and let Him come into your mess and change your life. And, and man, I'm telling you, once you do, you will never, ever be the same. You will never be the same. Man, let me pray for you, and then we'll get on up out of here. Jesus, we love you so much, and, and we thank you, and we praise you that, that you did what you did for us on the cross, that you, you even gave us an opportunity to be in a right relationship with you, that you paid the, the debt we could never pay, that you made the sacrifice we could never make, that you did for us what we could not do for ourselves. Jesus, we thank you for that. We thank you for that. And, and and I just pray I pray for all of us that God you would help us to learn what David what David did in Psalm fifty one what he understood in, in Psalm fifty one God that that you don't desire our sacrifices you don't desire our efforts you don't desire our actions apart from our heart and God we 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 gotta learn that that the heart's gotta come first that that that's what we gotta we got to get right first. And so God, I pray that you would help us to to make the steps to do that, to make the right decisions to do that. God, that you would help us to be honest, that you would give us the courage to be genuine, that you would give us the courage to be vulnerable with you. God, so that you can begin to do the work in our lives that, that you want to. God, we love you and we praise you and we thank you so much because we know you are going to do that. God, I also just pray for for anybody who is, who is watching this, God, and they don't know Jesus anybody who has never accepted the free gift of his grace and entered into that relationship with you man if that is you and and you want to know eternal life if if you want to know peace and and joy and grace that surpasses all understanding god is 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 just waiting for you to enter in this relationship with him and he's been pursuing you so so if that is you i just i just want to encourage you to take a moment And quiet your mind and quiet your heart. And just ask God to come into your life. And you can just say, Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. And if you prayed that prayer, man, I just want to encourage you to to reach out to our church. You can hop on our website. You can comment on this video. Let us know how we can come alongside you and, and, and talk you through those next steps and what that means for you. God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for all that you've done today and all that you're going to do in our lives. And we ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We pray you allow this message to transform you, to take what you learned, and share the love of Jesus to those around you. You can stay informed and connected by following Discovery Point Church on all social media platforms. Thank you, and God bless you.